0: Welcome back to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with Michelle Meyer. But first, let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to thank Hometown Ticketing for their support. Hometown Ticketing helps thousands of schools and organizations across the country seamlessly provide convenient digital ticketing options for their communities, their families, and their fans. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. And to find out more about how Hometown Ticketing can help you and your program, go to hometownticketing.com and talk to their experts. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms, the industry leader in registration. But Final Forms is more than that. Final Forms is a team it's technology, and they provide schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility, and they provide reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that come with athletics. Final Forms also helps with team communication and attendance, and even certification management for coaches. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. It's time for you to talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to FinalForms.com forward slash Jake. That's FinalForms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also want to thank Gipper for their support. Go to Gipper.com and see how athletic directors, coaches, and schools are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device and without needing any design experience. It's so easy, even I can do it. Uh, We announce all of our podcasts using Gipper templates, and our backdrop for the podcast is uh, Gipper Design. Go to Gipper.com and start creating world-class content for your school's social media channels. We also want to thank Huddle. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Over 200,000 teams use Huddle to help elevate the performance of their athletes using video and analytics. As a head football coach, I used Huddle for years. And as an athletic director, we were a Huddle school. Our coaches just loved the smart cameras, the ease of programming, the uh, software, and of course, the analytics. uh, But there's so much more. Huddle's built for every level of play, whether you're a club or youth team or a high school or college, Huddle can help your team play better. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including the coaches of the teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about how Huddle can help you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle. We power sports. And we want to thank SnapRaise for their support. Go to snapraise.com and find out how they can help your school raise thousands of dollars. Better fundraising makes better programs. And snapraise.com gets you away from the fundraising headaches of the past. No more selling products or management of lists. Choosing the best fundraiser your school is critical and the Snapraise digital difference includes safe and secure it's easy and effective and you can track participation and progress as i said our coaches have used snapraise for years but go to their website snapraise.com and check out the testimonials and see the thousands and thousands of dollars that they have helped programs raise change your fundraising game plan and start a fundraiser that works for you snapraise.com. We also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys are quick, easy, and affordable, and they allow you to collect comprehensive data that helps you evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. As an athletic director, we use surveys for coaches, for parents, for kids, and Almost every single time, they came back overwhelmingly positive. But they'd also occasionally reveal that squeaky wheel parent that just needed to vent. And sometimes they even shared something that was a minor thing, but it allowed you as an athletic director to address it, so it didn't turn into a major thing down the road. And you never would have known that without the survey. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials. Uh, You can also email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student-athletes, you're really missing out. Go to athleticsurveys.com and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We also want to say thank you to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments, and go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. You can also email them at sales at for more information. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Let them help you bring your school's legacy to life. And we want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive. Their indoor scoring tables and video boards not only raise money for your department, but also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Our school is one of the first in Florida to have a Sideline Interactive indoor scoring table. And it was just fantastic. We used it for home games, for pep rallies. We also used it for signing ceremonies. Tremendously versatile. And their customer service was just outstanding. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest this week is Michelle Meyer. Michelle's been on Wednesday Wisdom several times. Uh, She is the founder of the NIL Network. She's going to talk a little bit about that today. She's also the director of NIL for San Diego State University's athletic department. So, uh, she and I were talking before we came on, you know, there's a lot of people out there and they're all very nice people that are talking about NIL. This isn't some side gig for Michelle. You know, she lives and breathes it. You know, she is our go-to source for all things NIL. I know she's got some uh, interesting things to share with this this week. So Michelle Meyer, welcome back to Wednesday wisdom. Yeah.
1: Thanks for having me, Jake. And uh, it's an exciting time to be in the San Diego State Department. If everyone's following uh, what's going on with the conference alignments, I think we get an announcement here coming in soon. And I've just been around on on Twitter and looking at all the chatter. And I'm going, huh? I think we might have a good opportunity here to make a, a power five move. So that's a that's an exciting piece as well. But yeah, and um, I guess what I really want to to talk about today um, and to start addressing is. So we're about, I guess, 13 months into NIL now. I think the, the first 12 months, everyone is really figuring out the landscape. You know, Of course, these athletes are deserving of these rights to their, their NIL and you know, all the headlines, rainbows and butterflies and big deals and cars and everything like that. And I think only even in the past month have I started to see the, the conversation change a little bit as some of these stories start coming out about, um, you know, the, the real life um, contracts and uh, service providers that these athletes are partnering with. And before I start, I, will, I will want to say that I think that athletes that can work with service providers, whether that is a agent or a marketing manager or whatnot, will probably get them way more NIL compensation. These people know the market, they have connections with the brands, even just having someone that's negotiating on your behalf um, will get you better opportunities than you can probably do for yourself just because it's kind of hard to self-advocate and somebody doing it for you can get those opportunities. But what I've seen now, um, as we all know, NIL is a year old. It's a brand new industry. And with any new industry, it is going to be very uh, startup heavy. Now, I think what separates NIL from any other type of industry is, everybody knows who follows college sports at all that there is a ton of money in college sports. And so looking at the NIL industry, you know, I think that Open Doors predicted we'd be over a billion dollars pretty soon here, maybe even uh, uh, next year, possibly by year three. Also, sports is a very desired field to work in. So a lot of people love sports. That is their dream profession to be able to work in sports. And then finally, with this new industry, there really isn't any uh, barrier to entry. So In a lot of new industries, let's look at like a a tech type industry, you're going to have to go out and get a lot of funding in order to even get started in this industry. With NIL, really in a lot of different states, even if they have an NIL uh, state law, they potentially don't have any licenses, certificates that are needed to work with student athletes. And so, for example, I could probably pop up a website overnight for 20 bucks, go on uh, GoDaddy and call myself a a marketing rep and um, start reaching out to athletes. And and that's the final piece is this accessibility, right? Now with social media, direct messaging on Twitter and Instagram, anything can go on, send in a message to an athlete and say, hey, I'm a new agency, Um, I'd love to represent you. Do you wanna work with me? I wanna get you some deals, blah, 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 and gain the the trust of these athletes. And then all of a sudden an athlete has in their hand this legally binding contract that's probably about 10 pages long, that has some very serious terms in it. And in my experience here at San Diego State, I've seen probably about a dozen of these representation pet contracts. And I'm going, there's no way in heck I would ever sign. And, and I'm not even an attorney. I don't even know all of the actual implications to look for and what all of this verbiage means. But I know enough to say, okay, like this one is gonna make you liable for a lot of money should that company wanna come after you. And this particular clause, Is going to make you like, for example, I read one the other day that was if an athlete exclusive agent, um, agency contract, if an athlete didn't run every deal through them, which is could happen with a lot of these team deals that are coming around, they're already negotiated. Why would they need to run it through the agency and give them, uh, you know, their 10, 20, I've even seen 30% cut? But uh, in this particular one, if they're found to have taken, let's say, a hundred dollar deal or whatnot without running it through them, then they owed the agency $5,000 and you're going, what in the world? How is that equitable, like fair at all to these athletes? But again, they, if they're even reading the contract in, um, you know, in entirety, I guess, are they understanding the actual implications? And on NIL network, I've got about 350, uh, service providers, now they're working, hoping to go directly to athletes for NIL type services. And those fall under a lot of different umbrellas. There's a lot of different um, marketing representatives, some brand development services, sports agents, we have attorneys, we have uh, tax consultants, um, digital platforms and whatnot. But a lot of these out there and you're going, well, how does an athlete know how to trust a company when they don't have any previous clients that they can talk to? how do they know you know, if the company is fair, if they're transparent? You want every athlete who gets a contract in hand to go, okay, I better go hire an attorney to read this over. That's very cost prohibitive. And most athletes aren't even gonna know where to start in sourcing an attorney and then paying the three, $400 to read through that contract. I just don't see it happening. Um, for people like in my position here at San Diego State, it is brutal because I want to help as much as possible. Athletes bring me a contract. My role is education. Um, I can't actually or I shouldn't be vetting a contract for them. I'm not an attorney, and the school doesn't want the liability of me going, "Oh, this looks good" or "This looks bad." And so, the best I can do for them, you know, is to to read it over and to talk about a few different points. But then I have to say you know what, like you actually probably need to go down the street and or find an attorney and and get someone actually with a legal background that is um, um, permitted to read this because I can't do that for them. Um, And you're really hoping that they have, you know, a family friend or somebody with a legal background that can help them out with that situation. Um, And then I think, Finally, so athletes are having a hard time figuring out who's credible um, and how to read these legally binding contracts. Universities are kind of struggling understanding how to best support their athletes, knowing that they can't really help in this regard um, from a liability perspective, but they also don't really know how to differentiate the companies of, you know, I am a full-time here, one of 20, I think, across the country. Uh, I don't know what the compliance director is doing who just got added NIL duties onto their role and how they're helping athletes. Um, For example, if an athlete comes in to me and says, hey, this company reached out on a DM, have you heard of them? Are they good? You know, it's probably 50-50 if I've heard of them before, but if I haven't, I write that down, I go and I add them on LinkedIn, I'll try to schedule a meeting if I can and provide that, at least that layer of trust and security for an athlete that they're a real person that's willing to meet with somebody from the San Diego State Athletic Department. Now, I don't think that's happening much around the country, um, especially if they have additional duties. So, and then finally, another another piece which kind of folds into it also is, like I mentioned at the beginning, you know, there there are a lot of good companies in the space um, that are doing fantastic work for athletes, they're being transparent, that are being more than fair um, in sourcing them opportunities and, and their revenue share model and whatnot. And those companies are having a really difficult time to not be lumped in with these kind of bad actors that are passing off the really one-sided contracts and whatnot. So it's it's definitely something that I think is coming to light a lot more. Um, one very cool thing that I saw actually just a few days ago this week is at the New York Law School, um, New York Law Society has just um, launched their NIL pro bono project, which is the faculty advisor is a really prominent sports attorney named Dan Lust, um, who I actually love. If you don't follow Dan Lust, go follow him because he is brilliant um, in all of his takes on, uh, on the sports, uh, sports world at the professional level, all the way down to, to NIL and college sports. But essentially with this project, um, athletes can sign up, they can submit a form and they can get free assistance in reading those contracts. Now it's of course spreading the word that a service like that exists and that athletes are bought into it enough with the idea that like, this is a very serious contract and you want to get support, get free support for this. Like take the time and go and get the support out there because it could, it could really impact their future. And I'll say it like one more thing about this is I think a lot of athletes get so excited when somebody reaches out and wants to represent them and they're thinking, man, I haven't gotten any NIL deals yet this is great. I don't even care what the terms are. I don't care if they're one-sided. I'm going to get some money. Some money is better than no money. And that's a huge education piece. Um, And I I actually just talked to our football team yesterday of saying, like, you've got to think longer term than this, like, short-term payback, right? What happens if you sign into an exclusive contract um, without an out clause? And next year, or you have this crazy breakout year, and next year you get approached by a huge agency that wants to represent you they want to even give you you know 50k up front and you're going to like thrive with this agency guess what you're you're SOL you're not going to be able to get out of that contract without heavy 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 legal fees and a lot of time probably in court but we all know that athletes don't have um that amount of time so there's just a lot of considerations and and getting the word out there to these these athletes to get all the help and support is. a bit of a challenge right now, and I think that while we may not have seen as bad or at least have heard the stories in the first year about these really one sided contracts, um, and potentially these opportunists that are in the space now, I think that they've taken the time to, to put it together and they're definitely understanding this chaotic landscape and that it's, um, it's, uh, it's a it's kind of a land or a money grab, I'd say. They probably know it's not going to be forever, but right now they can get some chunks of money and while taking advantage of athletes and it just it it breaks my heart to be honest like we all knew it was going to happen but seeing it now it's just it's it's
0: sad um yeah (laughs) yeah i just always enjoy listening to you and and it's just so you know people talk about nil you hear that uh and it's just such a you know you keep peeling back the layers uh, and you keep finding out more and more, you know, the situation you talked about there about, you know, the athlete making that initial uh, NIL contract. They're excited, uh, but it, it, it might not be in their best interest. Um, you and I have talked about this before. You know, um, it, it seems like, you know, in the news, it's it's about, you know, this Division I, Power Five University football, NIL, or, or maybe basketball. Um, do you have a, a story or two uh, a good news story uh, about how NIL has impacted, let's say, maybe one of the, uh, I hate to say it, you know, second tier sports uh, out there. Uh, any news, any good news to share?
1: Yeah, um, we actually just highlighted a um, an athlete who goes to Tennessee. She's a track and field. Um, I think she is actually a thrower. Um, but she has really dove into this NIL space. Like she had created kind of her her following um, before on on Instagram and whatnot, but signed up with um, Hawker Sports, which is a, a management agency who is one of, I think, the, the best in the NIL industry in terms of being fair to athletes and, and transparent and actually really helping them outside of just NIL deals, but with the career development piece, internships, like it is it is an awesome company, but, um, she's working with them. And in this first year has been able to do amazing deals all the way up to, um, national brands down to the local type of, um, businesses that are around Knoxville. Um, and recently just signed with WWE as one of their 15 athletes, um, for this year two type initiative. So that's been a a cool one to watch. And I think that there's a lot of, um, similar stories of that out there. I know that a gymnast Leah, in Florida actually started a company recently called NIL Island, which um, is essentially a website that'll be a private community for college athletes to share their, their stories about NIL. And I think that that is so needed as well for them to even be able to say, hey, I got this screenshot from this company. Has anyone heard of them, worked with them and whatnot? Because again, the more transparent we can make this industry and the more we're all talking to each other, I think the better it's going to be for, you know, all of the legitimate companies and hopefully in time getting rid of those ones that are a little bit shadier. Uh,
0: um, Yeah. Well, it's good to hear. Hopefully there'll be more good news stories developing as as we go on. Uh, You and I were talking before we came on and you mentioned that uh, you've got something coming up uh, new. Uh, Can you share that with our listeners?
1: Yeah, so something I'm very excited about, and um, you know, for, for the first, it's almost been two years now with NIL Network, and definitely started as a um, as a passion project to bring together as many resources as possible and to contribute to the transparency of this industry. Um, with the thought process that it was going to be very startup heavy, and that there um, that people were going to be confused, and I think that it actually ended up being a little bit more confusing and chaotic than anybody could have anticipated before July 1st of 2021. But um, essentially what I'm launching is a a partnership program for NIL companies that are doing great work in the space, that are transparent, that are fair to athletes, that are contributing to the the betterment of the industry. And so what that involves, um, I've actually partnered with an attorney who is a former compliance uh, director at a P5 university who's put together an NIL business verification process So all the companies who want to be partners will go through that. That'll look at kind of everything you'd imagine from business verification, but also we'll take a look at their terms of use um, and their standard contract to make sure if they're signing with student athletes that they have the pieces in it that make it fair, that don't add a a ton of liability to the athletes. Like I talked to the general counsel the other day um, for the California State University schools and we went over just a piece of this contract. And she said that if this company Wanted to go after the athlete, they could be liable for up to $250,000. And I'm going, oh, this athlete surely doesn't know that kind of liability. And so, like, those kind of pieces, right? Mutual indemnification, having a, um, an out clause, having a time frame that doesn't continue past their NCAA eligibility, those kind of things will go into it. And after companies pass that, um, I'm going to help uh, try to market them and lift them up and, and put them in front of um, people who should be working with them, whether they go to athletes or whether they're going to universities, because I really think that these, there are a ton of good companies out there, but they're also having a hard time, like I mentioned earlier, differentiating themselves um, and going, hey, I'm one of the good ones. Well, how do you prove that anybody could say that? So I'm hoping with this um, verification process, we're calling it, NIL verified, which they can put on their website and then they'll be showcased through NIL network uh, website and Instagram and the newsletter. Um, Yeah, to just help to to bring like a little bit more structure to this chaotic um, space that we're in right now. And I think it will be helpful also for athletes to be able to understand at least this company has been vetted by a third party um, and values that that transparency. And then even for like an admin, somebody in the university um, to be able to pull quickly on the website, a list of those companies that have been NIL verified, if an athlete comes in and goes, hey, like I'm looking for representation right now, I go, or I have a couple other um, university NIL people that I'm in contact with all the time. And they going, gosh, kid game do." they want like, you know, representation or whatnot. We can't really be making those recommendations, but if we can send them to NIL network where they can pull, you know, the management agencies. And again, the ones at the top there will be the ones that have gone through this process I think that helps a little bit to, to, um, you know, be able to make not really recommendations, but to say at least these are companies that have been verified. So it's very exciting. Um, I've got about 10 companies in so far, kind of pre-launched them, getting set up and evaluating the different packages and whatnot, Um, getting to to 15 um, and then uh, we'll hopefully get that all launched out in a couple of weeks. So yeah, it's exciting.
0: Uh, that's exciting uh, to, again, kind of be there on the, as, as an observer for me uh, to see it develop from the very beginning. Very cool. Um, as always, uh, great to hear from you and appreciate you sharing from a, a true position of uh, expertise. If one of our listeners wants to reach out, find out more about NIL or the other resources that are available to them, what's the best way that they can get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, so I think, um, yeah, you know, website NIL Network, Instagram NIL Network, um, I've been hosting every Wednesday evening. I do an open Q&A where anybody can register, they can pop on, ask questions. I mean, it's been really interesting. Sometimes there's only, you know, one person on, two people on, and um, other times it's a handful. And some people have been returning now to just continue conversations. It's really an open dialogue about any way the conversation goes, uh, current events of NIL, anything that you know people wanna talk about. And I think that that's a, a good opportunity if you don't have uh, a ton of you know, expertise in this industry yet, if you wanna meet a couple other people who are involved in the industry, it's, um, yeah, it's been, it's, it's been a very cool thing. And I like the way that it's kind of continuing to develop. So I think that's a good uh, starting point to, to meet and chat and ask some questions.
0: Oh, absolutely, very cool. Again, for our listeners, um, our guest today is Michelle Meyer. She's the founder of the NIL Network. Uh, she was a college athlete, Division I college coach, and now she is the director of NIL at San Diego State University for their student athletes. Uh, if, if we have a question we're go- on NIL, we're going to Michelle Meyer, and I encourage you to do the same thing. Thanks for sharing with us uh, today, and all the best moving forward. Awesome. Thanks, Jake. For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of each interview get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back next week for more Wednesday Wisdom and just about every day for the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for spending time with us on Wednesday Wisdom. We do want to give our sponsors one more shout out. Uh, Final Forms. Um, If you're not using a platform to help you organize your department, your scheduling, your eligibility, uh, physicals, you name it, you need to reach out to Final Forms. Go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake and find out what they can do for you. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive. You heard me say that our school is one of the first in Florida to have a Sideline Interactive indoor scoring table. It's just fantastic. Um, email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and find out exactly what their indoor scoring tables and video boards can do for you. We also want to say thanks to SnapRaise. Our coaches use Snap Raise as a fundraiser and it was just fantastic. It's safe and secure. It's easy to manage and track and they do the work for you. Go to snapraise.com. Start raising money the Snap Raise way. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. Uh, the FIAAA has a Wall of Fame video console for our organization's Hall of Fame. And you can do the same for your school, uh, whether it's a school record board for all of your sports, or as I mentioned, a Hall of Fame, or both. Talk to the folks at vitalsignswalloffame.com. You can also email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. I also want to say thanks to Huddle. Uh, As a football coach, I used Huddle for years. As an athletic director, our school was a Huddle school. And our coaches just loved the cameras, the analytics, so easy to work with, and their customer service team was fantastic. Go to huddle.com and find out how your school can become a Huddle school. We also want to say thank you to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Their surveys allow you to collect comprehensive data so you can evaluate and improve your program. We use surveys for years at our school and your school is gonna be like our school was. The results are gonna be overwhelmingly positive, okay? But they're also gonna help you identify that squeaky wheel parent that just needs to vent or sometimes they can even help identify a small issue that you can prevent turning into a bigger issue because you didn't know about it because you didn't do a survey. Go to info or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com or go to athleticsurveys.com to see more about what they can do for you. We also want to say thank you to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. I didn't get a chance to use Hometown Ticketing because I retired just as they were coming into vogue, but I've talked to hundreds of athletic directors and they all swear by Hometown Ticketing. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And finally, I want to say thanks to Gipper. Uh, go to Gipper.com and see how athletic directors and coaches are creating world-class marketing content. We use Gipper for the podcast uh, to advertise our episodes. It's also the backdrop. That's a Gipper template. Uh, it's so easy to do this that even I can do it. Go to Gipper.com. And find out how to start creating world-class marketing content easily for your school's social media platforms thanks again for tuning in to this episode of wednesday wisdom Uh, come back uh, next time and just about every day on the educational ad podcast have a great day